and welcome to the Witch Hut. I'm your host, Chelsea Martinez, and I'm here to add a little bit of magic to your day. So I am back with even more Pfizer coursing through my veins, and it was definitely a good idea to take the week off because the fatigue was unlike anything I've ever experienced. The day after getting the second dose, I'd have moments of realizing that I was going to lose the war with gravity, and I was going to lie down no matter how I felt about it. So I just want to say, if you can get vaccinated, I really, really encourage you to do so. And when you do, please consider doing it when you know you can sleep a lot the next day, or maybe even for a couple days. But apart from being unbelievably tired, I didn't really have any other side effects. So this is all kind of non-magical stuff, but I want to give a quick update about my editing software. What I had wanted to try didn't work out. I edit and distribute this podcast through Anchor, and while I love how easy it is to do everything, I've run into a problem where if I notice something wrong with a segment that's already been edited, and then I go to re-edit that segment, the last couple seconds will be cut off, which I'm sure you can imagine is completely maddening. Anchor has been really communicative about this, and I'm really hoping that it's going to get resolved soon. But until then, if you notice a weird edit or something, it's because I wound up having to choose between a weird edit and losing the last couple seconds of my segment. And now on to magical things. Um, Last night we had an eclipse, and that was pretty intense energetically. And yesterday was also... World Tarot Day, so that's pretty cool. Um, I realize that I'm speaking in the sense that last night was Monday night? Tuesday night? (laughs) It was Tuesday night, um, and you're hearing this on Friday, but it was last night for me, so, you know, we'll we'll say it was last night. (laughs) It was Tuesday night. I'm still reading Missing Witches, and I'm really enjoying it. It's not the fastest or the lightest read, and I'm trying to take my time so that I can give my full attention to every single story being told. At this point, I can say that I definitely recommend it. There's a strong focus on truth and reality, and it's very refreshing to hear the perspective of celebrating a person while still understanding that they're only human. And sometimes humans do things that are not squarely on the side of what we consider to be good. I think there's a flaw in a lot of spiritual spaces where the inclination is to remove complexity and nuance, and I really appreciate the amount of time and care that the authors of Missing Witches have put into not only preserving that nuance, but also pointing it out as something intentionally kept intact. So today, we're talking about quick, easy, and cheap magic. I think of witchcraft as a practice of sacred materialism, which in a nutshell means that objects which we consider sacred or spiritually meaningful tend to be very important to witches. These sacred objects add texture to our world and serve as a means of focusing our will and intent. Now, I've said before that the only thing you need to work magic is yourself, and I stand by that. 
But just like how a good pair of shoes will help you get a good workout, using physical objects to help you focus and direct your intent will help you work magic that works the way you want it to. A quick perusal of Etsy or an occult shop will tell you that beautiful, luxurious products for witches come with beautiful, luxurious price tags. And don't get me wrong, I wholeheartedly encourage you to support witchy suppliers and creators, especially if they're local to you. I support them as often as I can, and I have quite a few treasures that are incredibly special to me, and I cherish them. But I know that these things are a luxury, and they, along with other luxuries, like the time it takes to carefully craft a long-lasting, precise ritual, have their place. Witchcraft has always been, and will always be, the path of those who do not necessarily have access to luxury. Witches have historically been wise women and men who knew how to heal the sick, divine the future, and bring about change, which was often not a high-paying job. Witchcraft often planted its roots in the lives of farmers, peasants, or people living on the fringes of society for one reason or another. Sure, there have been wealthy practitioners, but a lot of magic has been done in stolen moments with what you had available to you. So, in the vein of stolen moments and what's in the cupboard, what are quick ways to practice magic that don't cost much and can still yield powerful results? My personal go-to is candle magic, and my favorite tool is a tea light. You can use a white candle for anything, and I like tea lights because they have a decent-sized surface to carve something into, or you can write on whatever the wax is poured into. They also burn quickly, which is nice if you can't babysit a candle for long. I've collected different colors of tea light candle holders, which is nice to have if you use tea lights often. You can also use birthday candles, which come in every color under the sun and burn even faster. Now, if I did have the time to babysit a candle, I like those tall glass jar candles that are often used for working with saints. I buy the ones that don't have any images on them, and I usually choose to get white, but you can find them in a lot of different colors. The glass jar is also nice because you can write on it. For me, candle magic is very powerful, even when done quickly. Another thing that I like is the use of writing. I learned to write petitions from Magical Lady Duchess on YouTube, and although I've added my own twists to the process, my method has stayed pretty true to the one that she taught. I'll make sure to link her video in the show notes. Petitions are just one way to use writing for magic. You can also write something out as an offering, you can write something and then safely burn it to activate your spell. You can create a sigil or an affirmation to meditate with. Or you can use pen and paper to create representations of whatever you're in need of. I'll often use written magic alongside candle magic, and I also like to time it appropriately if I can. Considering that you can find something to write with no matter what, Writing is very convenient. There are also a lot of other ways to use things that you almost definitely already have in your home. Knot magic can be very useful, especially if you want to have something to carry around with you. 
You can choose an appropriate amount of knots for what you want to use magic for, then tie in your intention as you create the knots. Tape is also good for binding spells or to seal in energies. And don't forget, if you need to slow something down or freeze it altogether, you can always write it out or stick a picture of it in the freezer. I think that it's in a witch's best interest to accept a path of perpetual study. I would absolutely say that if you have the time and money to invest into something witchcraft related, your best bet is to start with things that will contribute to your magical education. However, resources can be limited in one way or another, so if you want to pick and choose what fields of study to devote those resources to, I would personally pick subjects that you can apply to a lot of different magical methods. Studying lunar cycles can be really helpful for timing just about any spell, and studying something like numerological or color correspondences is something that you can use in a lot of different ways. I think that a basic grasp of astrology is also very useful, so that you can know when different energies are more powerful at any given time. I want to touch on the use of the words quick and easy. There are a couple of ideas about witchcraft that float around, and I don't particularly agree with either of them. The first is that magic should be easy, and the second is that magic should be hard. I think that magic need not be hard to be worthwhile, and I also believe that rather than searching for the easiest possible solution, you should be searching for the solution that requires effort and resources that are realistic and possible for you to give. Magic that is quick and easy is not the same as magic that is careless or slapdash. A money spell wherein you carve a symbol into a tea light may not be as involved as an intensely choreographed and scripted ritual, but you've still put in the effort to make it more than just a tea light and an abstract idea. Yes, it's quickly done and it isn't laborious, but it isn't nothing, and that's the idea that's important to take away from the concept of quick and easy. Quick and easy can also be deceptive. The truth is that when you're working magic that relies on less to generate results, a lot of your power is going to come from your connection to the spiritual. Maintaining a regular and frequent practice, even when you aren't trying to create a specific change, can help you tap into the spiritual more readily. Your spiritual routine does not need to be complicated and it can be as simple as lighting a candle and spending some time in quiet reflection once a week. Generally, more is better, but I think that if once a week is as often as you can manage, then once a week is a good baseline. I genuinely believe that witchcraft as a practice is available to anyone who wants it. That's an idea that I'm fiercely passionate about. I don't believe that magic favors people with more resources over people who don't have that same kind of privilege. I think that it's important to remember that witchcraft flourished and thrived in the lives of people who would have only dreamed of the kinds of things that almost all of us have access to as basic necessities. I love bells and whistles as much as anyone. But it can be really helpful to strip back your practice every once in a while and think about magic the way that the witches who came before you practiced it.
Now, let's get into our tarot reading. Today, I'm using the Modern Spellcasters Tarot because I had it out and I don't use it nearly often enough. Our card this week is the world. For me, this card really represents the idea of seeing a bigger picture, and it also represents a kind of universal connection. I really like the idea of applying that big picture thinking and that universal connection to the idea of witchcraft that's accessible to all. I also like that it sort of ties in this idea of witchcraft the way that witches that came before us practiced. And if you're hearing this and you feel like this card really resonates with you, you might want to look around in your life and see if there are any cycles of completion that are coming up around you. It's also important to know that if you are noticing that there's a lot of cycles of completion happening right now in your life, that that means that new beginnings are going to start taking root soon after. Because, of course, when something ends, it really just makes room for something new to start. This particular world card is absolutely beautiful, so be sure to check out this show's Instagram post to see that picture. As always, thank you so much for listening. I really like doing this show, and I have so much fun um, tech issues aside, and it really means the world to me anytime I get a listen or anytime I hear that somebody enjoyed this podcast. If you want, you can follow the podcast over on Instagram at the Witch Hut Pod to keep up with any Witch Hut happenings and to see the official show posts each week. And you can also follow me. I'm at Pigeon Sauvage on Instagram. And I like to post tarot, witchcraft, um, you know, other random things that I happen to enjoy at any given moment. If you have a question about witchcraft that you'd like me to answer on this podcast, you can always feel free to DM me on either of those accounts. And until next time, stay safe, healthy, and magical.